Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we do have a very special guest on uh, today, uh, former Queensland Bull uh, with Kent and also from West Indies. Dad was Jamaica. Dad was a wonderful sportsman for Jamaica. Brendan yeah. Nash, uh, who also happens to be a North boy. I think we only have North cricketers on this show. Brendan, very good morning to you, mate. Good morning, guys. G'day, Nashy. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, you yeah, well, thanks, mate. It was one of the most romantic of victories as described by Jared Waitley. And it was something special. What emotions did that stir in you? Yeah, there was a few, to be honest. I was there at the ground. I was there for all, all the days. Um, it was a, a game, obviously, I'd hoped to, they'd put up a good fight, the West Indies. I think certainly they needed that as a group. And I think uh, they need to show the world and certainly Australia that um, you know they weren't going to be an easy pushover. So it was, it was fantastic, obviously, the end result. Um, was very close, obviously, and uh, could have gone either way, but uh, what an excitement and what a great spectacle for Test Match Cricket. Hey, so many good stories, too, out of these young guys that they've plucked from seemingly oblivion, haven't they? But Shamar Joseph, he's one of the biggest stories in world cricket now. Well, having a chat to the, both the, the coach before the Test Match, and, and I had a bit of a brief chat with Jimmy Adams yesterday after the, the game, and um, you know, he, he was telling me his story. I mean, I had never heard of him. I've been removed now from the West Indies stuff for you know, 12 years. So uh, these guys weren't even on the radar back then that I knew of. So it's, it's great to see them all come together. Um, you know, this guy was traveling from distances on his island to, to come and basically got plucked from my understanding um, just from bowling in the net um, to the Guyanese first class team. He got invited to come along just to bowl because they needed net bowlers and uh, made his debut not long after and only played basically one year of first-class cricket in the, in the Caribbean and um, called it into this and, and look what he showed. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, are the major countries, you know, you played for Jamaica, you know, Guyana you just mentioned, Barbados, are they still playing a, a strong role in first-class cricket over there? Yeah, they are, yeah. I mean, that's that's all they have really and, that's, and this is, you know, my time that I spent Certainly in Jamaica. I mean, I saw glimpses of a Shamar Joseph, you know, like with either the bat or the ball, but just unfortunately just didn't probably have the structure or support around them to keep nurturing them through or give them the opportunity and, and prepare them for this opportunity. And um, I, I think I really have to give credit to the coach. I mean, I've got to understand him a little bit of Jamaican coach. Um, had a little bit to do with him with my time. He seems to have basically paid his dues in a way and, coached the under-19s Jamaican team and sort of worked his way up. Not a well-known sort of international player or anything like that, former international player, but just has a real rapport with these younger players and, and has sort of really gravitated them together, which yeah. is fantastic. To watch. Hey, it was just, look, it was a wonderful day's play yesterday just to watch, uh, perhaps not for Australian supporters, but you know, the likes of Lara and Hooper and, and the old guys in the stands, there was a tear in the eye, mate. I mean, it was their first one in over a quarter of a century in Australia, their first win, test win. And I think that, that uh, you know, shows what it means to those sort of players who have won lots of games during their time. But 
obviously very proud, you know, um, West Indians, and and to see them and their emotions, I think that shows. Especially Brian Lara, who's you know a superstar, and and um, yeah, just phenomenal. It means a lot to the region. I don't think um, Australians probably totally understand what it means. It's been a long sort of 25 years, you know, um, sort of ups and downs, and more downs than ups. So I think this really sort of give hope to the region and um, hopefully we'll bring through the next lot of players and hopefully, you know, obviously they have to build on this. This is, you know, potentially a, um, don't want it to be a kind of a one-off scenario, that's for sure. They want to keep building and, um, you know, they, they put Australia, you know, under a little bit of pressure and, and Australia probably didn't uh, handle it as well as they have previously. So um, really good that they took that opportunity because sometimes with these teams when they're, they're not used to winning, Sometimes it's the hardest thing is to get out of that line. So, and they've shown that they can do that from time to time now. Yeah. So. It looked like they'd fallen flat, hadn't it? When Smith and Green were going pretty well with the bat, they'd both found their, their footwork. Uh, they'd went flat there and then, and, and we were starting to think, oh, they don't quite know how to, how to win. And with the bat on the last session of the day before, they went really quiet and tried to dig in, whereas their tail – you you know were at their most successful when they attacked the Aussies and they they tightened up there as well. Were you were you riding out all those moments? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it it was. Yeah, and you're right. He also think that's a great assessment of it. And I think there probably would have been some doubts there that they thought, oh, well, here we go again. You know, and it's and it just takes that one moment, doesn't it? You know, when um, Shamar sort of bowls green and, and um, you know, all of a sudden that sparks something again. It just takes that one ball or that one dismissal and all of a sudden then, bang, everyone's up again and, um, you know, and then there's a bit of a partnership again potentially. But you know, bang, 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 there's a few quick wickets again and, um, yeah, just uh, phenomenal. It was, yeah, it was up and down. It was left and right. It was it was all happening. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the big picture-wise, there was always that story that emerged, you know, when when their test team sort of went into decline a little bit, that the Americans were coming raiding these athletics, athletic West Indian, you know, youngsters for the NBA or the NFL and things like that, and, and cricket wasn't high on their agenda anymore. Uh, look, I, I have heard that, and obviously having spent some time over uh, in the uh, in that setup, I guess, and it, I didn't really see that. To be honest, it was really, from my understanding, and again, this is probably something that not a lot of Australians realise, is that you know Jamaica, especially the island that I was at, um, a third world country, right? So for a for a single mum trying to you know um, get cricket bats equipment for their kids, it's very difficult and it's, yeah. it's very expensive, right? But to give them a pair of running shoes, so it was more athletics and football, soccer, yeah. um, they were the big things that I saw that were taking the kids away because they're very naturally talented and, um, you know, but just it was hard to get them into a sport like cricket, which is quite expensive, or to keep them in a sport like cricket. Certainly the resources from the governing bodies, you know, maybe didn't get down to that sort of level where it needed to, to help that grassroots, if you like, to, to keep nurturing these guys through. And I, I, I mean, I saw a lot of kids that were very talented, but, you know, not really sticking out cricket. It was probably more the athletics, the running. Certainly Usain Bolt had a big thing to do with that and Safa Powell and <clears throat> athletes like that yeah. so, and the female athletes as well. So well, I didn't see a lot of American stuff. Sure, there was um, uh, scholarships potentially offered to the better athletes as they got older, maybe for universities and things like that in America. 
not entirely sure which sports and things like that. But obviously that was another way for, you know, a poor Jamaican child to sort of make something of their life and, and get an education. So, yeah. Because um, cricket cricket yeah. is, has got one of the great sporting challenges of world sport over there to, to get to combine 25 different countries all together in, in what we call the West Indies. Yes. Yep. Um, it's very much challenging. Uh, and it's the only sport where that happens over there. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, lots of different, I guess, I don't want to say agendas, but yeah, there was certainly, that was a major challenge that I saw. And, and certainly I experienced to some degree as well, obviously coming into that environment, just seeing how everyone clicks, um, made up of so many different nations playing under the one banner, you know, there's different cultures and different ways of doing things yep. and thinking. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a challenge, but um, hopefully, like I said, they got some good coaches there there at the moment in a test setup. Um, I really hope that they can galvanise this team for a few years, and and hopefully that builds something that sort of keeps keeps the progress small steps at a time. But hopefully that keeps happening. Yeah, there's a bit to work with, aren't you? That, you'd like their middle, you know, their top order. Athenae's he's got Lara implications. Uh, Mackenzie took it to Nathan Lyon a few times, and Hodge just loves playing cricket by the look of him. So there is enough to work with there. There is, yeah, and and you know, like they're not too super young. I think some of them, like they're some of them mid. 20s and, yep. and some of them are late 20s so I think they've, they've had a little bit of life experience I think which helps um, certainly again probably a lot of Australians don't understand how culturally different it is for some of these guys who have probably ne- never left their islands or never gone further than maybe America or something like that to come to Australia it's a completely different culture so it's not just on the cricket field it's, it's also them feeling like a fish out of water when they come to a, a country yeah. like Australia they I seem to embrace it though like I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, they did. yeah, I was just asking, what are you doing now, mate? I mean, what, what a story career you had. I mean, went back to Jamaica, you were playing here at North, you won Shields for Queensland, you were famous mm. in Kent. You, you've been all over this cricketing globe, haven't you? <laughs> a fantastic sport, this one, isn't it, for cricket? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, yeah, my journey, um, yeah, it, it, it's um, – Look, I don't want to say it was. It certainly wasn't planned. It just sort of happened and, and unraveled the way it did. And um, I guess the one thing I was probably most proudest of of my time and playing is that I always kind of knew, certainly in the Queensland setup when I was here, it was a very strong Shield team and um, first-class team and squad that we had for those, that period that I was here. I was kind of always a fringe player. And I understood my role, um, you know, was just to support when players went to play for Australia. And my opportunity came up was to, to sort of make sure I was ready and and do the job for Queensland. And um, yeah, as I got obviously more and more into my career, my my path sort of changed. And um, yeah, most thing I, I when I went to the Caribbean, I was late twenties. Um, I basically had one shot at it, and that's probably what I'm most proud of is that I really took that opportunity um, and and made the best out of what I had. Mm, we yeah, showed him how to make hundreds, mate. Yeah. Well done. And, and post cricket now, um, Nashi, you're still in the finance game. I am, yes. Yep. I um, started a little business about five years ago after working with the banks and sort of looking for my life after cricket. And it's, um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Sort of created something and, and in, a, in a way I can relate business and, you know, running a small business myself and into my cricket journey as well and, and professional sports. So it's, 
it's sort of all about performance. And, um, you know, that's something I've just sort of continued on, I guess, from my cricket life. Well done, mate. Good stuff, mate. Yeah, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. And you're one of those uh, West Indies cricketers that are are walking around uh, an extra foot taller today. Strutting around you, big massive. That's it, definitely. Yes. (laughs) I I might get the gold chain out too around the next (laughs) one. Good stuff. Brendan Nash, thank you, mate. See you, mate. Awesome to to chat.